0: were screwed for semiconductors too right we used to produce oh, yeah. steel. we used to produce steel byproduct of steel is neon right we stopped producing steel sent all of it overseas now the two main places that make neon taiwan and ukraine fun right we need these semiconductors for national security reasons and uh everybody's like oh we don't want to do that over here we're a service industry thing like no we need to bring back these type of manufacturing jobs. We need to make an American U.S. seal again. Like, I don't understand why people like, don't realize this, they don't care. They're just like, I'll let somebody else do it. No, bring back protectionism. Like everything needs to be made here so that we can be independent, like literally independent.
1: Get ready for the uncloseted conservative hour you've been waiting for. No censors, no fake news, just facts and the freedom to speak them. Friends, if you are still in the conservative closet, I've got one question for you. Why? Why? We've sat in silence. We've been on the sidelines for years. How has it been working out? That's why it's an uncloseted conservative revolution right here, right now. Let's get into it. Welcome back to The Joe Mobley Show. I am Joe Mobley, your host, the original uncloseted conservative. I'm actually wearing the shirt today. Uh, so yeah, yay for me. I haven't been wearing it for a while. I know I get your messages, uh, so I apologize. Uh, but thanks for being here. We got an awesome episode for you. But before we get to that, let's get to this. This episode is brought to you by my pillow, guys, Mike Lindell. He's been a patriot fighting for the freedom of everyone, not his freedom, your freedom, okay? This guy's got some $30 million tied up in lawsuits that he doesn't need to file. He's filing them on your behalf, on Tina Peter's behalf, on uh, uh, Robert Beadle's behalf. You can support him by buying MyPillow products. And you can support me by using promo code MOBLY when you're there. Go to MyPillow.com today. Promo code MOBLY at checkout will get you up to 66% off. Don't be fooled by the name of the company, folks. They do sell sell pillows. I've got the pillows. I've got the premium pillows. They sell so much more. My favorite My Pillow. Now, Mike, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but my favorite My Pillow products are not the pillows. I'll be honest. The pillows are like lower on my list of products. The robes, like my my wife, when she puts on her My Pillow robe, I I haven't asked her if I could say this, but like something happens to her spirit when she puts on her MyPillow Pillow robe. Uh, I always brag that my shirts are the softest things that I have until I got my pillow sweatshirt. It's so hard not to wear my pillow sweatshirt all the time, but I don't want to be how that gross dude that wears the same thing all the time. MyPillow.com slash Mobley or MyPillow.com promo code Mobley at checkout. And, uh, you know, if you like to save money and support American products and uh, fight the culture war and save off uh, the communist Marxist regime, then then buy. And if if you don't, then You know, play stupid games, win stupid prizes, guys. We've got uh, a fan favorite of the show, and I only say fan favorite when it is actually a fan favorite. As I I can't say favorite today, goodness gracious, Joe! I should do those exercises from like Seinfeld. Um, A fan favorite of the show. I only say that when it's actually reflecting the data. Tons of comments, tons of emails, tons of social media engagement from her previous appearance, which. I felt kind of cringe about because it was about the Uvalde shooting, thing. Uh, but she's back. We're talking all things culture, feminism, and whatever else we feel like talking about with the one and only Lisa Reynolds. Guys, all that more, and it all starts right now. Hi,
0: Lisa. I think a fan favorite. I'm so excited. That just made my whole day. So thank I never.
1: You for- <laughs> I, I never know, tell like, people that in the green room because it always, when I have, it's always made them nervous and it's always like. The episode. I'm
0: right now. Yeah. I have actually a funny my <laughs> pillow story. My daughter's always been like obsessed with my pillow. Like I, I had to get her one. Like wow,
1: you're raising patriots.
0: One. It's well, it's on all the time. My mom's house, like on loop, you know. So the other day, I'm upstairs and she's downstairs and my daughter says, "Mom, can you get my slippers?" And I'm like. What slippers? I'm like, you don't have slippers. She's like, no, my slippers. I'm like, you don't have slippers. And she's like, no, mom, the pillow guys, my slippers. So I was like, oh sure, I will get you my slippers. But I had like no idea what she was talking about. Um, But yeah, my kids are obsessed. Um, she wants the my pillow mattress topper now, and she's got the my pillow and some sheets. But she wants everyone the top.
1: thinks they just sell pillows. They they have like 200 products. It's crazy.
0: And she sings the Liberty song all the time too. Liberty, Liberty, right? Like it's—I'm definitely, definitely indoctrinating my children, but the correct way, so it's fine.
1: <laughs> well, and people are going to be indoctrinated no matter what. Like you—you you cannot be an empty vessel just not filled with anything. Uh, sorry, I hate to burst your bubble if you're listening and you think that you can just be a completely neutral, amorphous automaton. That, sorry, that's not realistic. Never. No. I think they call those people um, not psychos. What does it call a, psych- uh, a um, sociopath? Isn't that what they are? Just oh, like a well, thoughtless, like, feelingless.
0: Yeah, they're sociopaths. Yes, yeah. we're breeding narcissists though. Like there is like a thing. Like we are breeding these self entitled narcissists. It's like a thing. I think I talked about that before, but we don't have to go there. Oh
1: yeah, I mean, it used to be, you know, back in the day when the Bible was a textbook in this country that was founded by Christians. Um, you know, they, they would even go down to the catechisms and teach, you know, the chief aim of man is to love and serve God, that kind of thing. Now it's like, uh, the chief aim Now I'll be honest, I'll be honest. I dip my toe in the cultural pool, like in my workout playlist, sometimes I'm embarrassed. Like if my workout playlist starts playing out loud in my car, um, cause there's like some random, the greatest showman has gotten in there. Uh, but Cardi B and Beyonce feeling myself is in my workout playlist. Uh, because you yeah, know I'm working out and I'm I'm feeling myself I like whatever. some
0: Beyonce. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. like I like like love on top or like some like poppy or yeah. But yeah, my you kids know. will start liking like a rap song or something like we don't like that, right? Like is this a rap song? I'm like some rap songs are good, guys. It's just the crappy ones that are not like yeah. you know. I have to be particular with them. But yeah, There's
1: like, oh. there was a turn in rap and that is hugely influential in in Black culture, uh, but there was a turn when it changed to like. There's even the literal song "Boats and Hoes," but it changed to cars, clothes, money, women, and that was that was not good for our culture, guys. Not good. I I know I'm I'm from the place. I'm from Long Island. You know, Nas lived here, Biggie lived there, uh, and I listened to that rap when I grew up. And then it changed. Uh, I don't know who did it. I don't know if it was Ludicrous's fault, but, but somewhere in between like 50 Cent and newer rappers, it changed into the pursuit of this lavish bull crap uh, that people can't afford. I was reading the other day that something like a trillion dollars passed through black and brown women's hands on like hair and nails and other stuff. Not saying that it's bad, To care about your appearance. My wife wears makeup. My wife is also white. So, and she doesn't count for (laughs) black women spending money on hair and nails. Uh, But a trillion dollars. Oh my gosh. Like that just gave me like tightness in my chest. Like it was debt. Like someone was giving me the bill. Um,
0: You go like to the like waxing salons, right? They'll say like, there's a tax on women because we have to spend all this money on beauty products and stuff. And I'm like, are you promoting your products or not? Like, I'm very confused. Like, they're trying to, like, buy into this whole, like, feminist thing, but yet they're, like, talking about how they tax on women because we spend so much more money on beauty products. Like, I don't know. I I have not
1: heard that. There's a tax on women. (laughs)
0: Yeah, tax on women because we spend more money on, like, beauty products or something like that. And our stuff costs more and things like that. Like, if you take, like, a, a, a female shirt to the dry cleaners and a male shirt to the dry cleaners, like, it's, like, $2 more. Like, it's more money per shirt or whatever. Like, there's some woman tax. so
1: interesting. That- I don't know that's, I, I've not researched here, but I am just a, a nerd in the truest sense. I don't think that the data would show that to be true because the the pricing structure that we have and stuff is based on like 60 years of marketing stuff. And they, sure
0: I agree with that. I'm just saying what the sign says and the thing as it's next to the products.
1: So it's like, yeah, so interesting. That must be they That must be why they put it in separate aisles. It's the same products, but they're in separate aisles. It's like don't show them their prices.
0: Yeah, like uh, I don't know, but whatever. I hate that nasty thing anyway. So
1: here's where you get the true lowdown. So I have been plagued my whole life with the craziest pit sweat. Like I, um, I don't say that I have hyperhydration. Hyperhydrosis it is a thing, but I sweat like there's no tomorrow, like just sitting having a conversation, you know or watching t v and I'll just be sweating bullets. I'd like change my shirt three or four times a day, so I have tried like every deodorant under the sun, and I am not gonna lie like sometime between high school and graduating college, I tried multiple of the women deodorants I've tried secret, I've tried women's degree. my dad uh,
0: secret. Because he thinks like the salad, yeah.
1: he thinks it works the best. But I, yeah. I don't. Know that, but.
0: We're kind of and Mitchum, like they're the heavy hitters.
1: Mitchum, That's- yes, I used Mitchum for years. It was the only thing that worked. Now, my my wife got the crunchy bug like a year or two ago, and we're getting crunchier and crunchier. And like I'm. I'm being, I think Michael Knowles calls it a uh, seed oil pilled. Like I'm embracing the crunchiness now. So now we're pretty bougie about our, we, our deodorant. We use native, like without the parabens and aluminum. Does it actually so. work though? Yeah. Yep.
0: All right. Well, send me a link because I'm getting crunchy. I don't, I'm like checking things for seed oils too. I'm trying to eat like more steak more often. I'm making steak for the kids all the time. Like, and I'm, it's hard to find. Even mayonnaise. I have to make my own mayonnaise now because everything is... <laughs>
1: We're making it. <normal>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: It's wild. And like the avocado oil ones, don't taste good. You can make your own right yeah. here. Yeah. And it's hard. And it's pretty good, actually. I've like... There's this new butter turner you can put on the top of a mason jar. It's like 40 bucks on Amazon. Make your own butter. It's fantastic.
1: We're... We're making butter. We're making about. mayonnaise, like that. I literally watch this. I know you guys hate it. It's fine. Whatever. I have TikTok, so sue me. Uh, my data, my serious data, like my over a hundred-page investigation into my life, has been stolen by China twice. I was in both of those hacks, uh, DOD and uh, Justice. They've mm-hmm. already contacted me. All of my data is out. The government, the government, China knows more about me than I can ever hope to know about myself. Because you know the Secret Service agents and all the agents, they go out, they investigate you, they talk to like your second grade teacher and everyone. China has all of that for me, so they're they're not going to get my goose from TikTok, guys. Uh, but anyway, I digress. I was watching TikTok the other day and I saw this one, and this guy was going in on American food and all of this crap that's in our food that's outlawed in other countries, and they they chemically alter. This is what pissed me off. They chemically altered the food. To do a couple of things. Like they remove all the fiber from rice and from grain. So, one, the fiber is what satiates you, which makes you feel full so that you know you're brain and stomach now. I'm satisfied. I don't need to eat anymore. They remove it all. And it's like this big conspiracy. Cause one, like big pharma, it causes health issues. The obesity causes health issues. So they're getting paid that way. And you got Big Kellogg that sold the lie that breakfast was the most important meal of the day. And the food pyramid was actually upside down. So they could sell their freaking Kellogg bull crap. That those grains have been the fibers been removed. So you keep eating it and keep buying it. So it's like conspiracies from like buy more food, eat more food, become fatter, be, you know, have uh, increases in depression and volatility in your health. And I'm just like, I'm ready for like a full homestead. Like I, I'm so upset with all of this food nonsense in the US.
0: I want to like take everything, sell it all and like go buy some dilapidated like uh, horse farm out in, you know, Idaho or like, Um, Montana or something and like just teach little kids how to ride horses, like just like basic, like only up like say 12 or something is not good enough to teach them rest. And then like, or do like pony rides and trail rides and stuff. And then just like grow my own food. Like I'm pretty good at growing my own food. So like, that's where I want to be, but try getting, you know, the kids. Parent,
1: bother to go. I saw a picture of you riding a horse when I was doing my obligatory uh, social media stalking to have you back on, uh, which is weird. Like, uh, if you've not thought about being a content creator or a podcaster or something, like think about it a little bit because it's kind of there's the social media stalking element, and you have to people trust what you say, so you have to verify sources and stuff because you'll say something that's not true and feel like you really let people down which I try not to do much. But anyway, I saw the picture of you on the horse. I was like, oh, wow, that's cool. It kind of makes me feel like I worked in a horse stable once and I would just do the brushing and blankets and you know, taking care of the animals. Um, but I don't know how to ride a horse. That's like one one yeah. solid thing that I, I don't know how to do. It Father is like you know,
0: people go to therapy and stuff. Like If you get on a horse... And they say, like, they te- take autistic kids and stuff to, like, do horse therapy and just all on the ground and stuff. But if if you actually, like, instead of going to, like, talk therapy, you go horseback riding and you're on a horse and you ride for an hour, the only thing that you can possibly think of while you're on that horse is you and that horse and what you're doing in the moment because, like, you could fall off, you could do a million things. Like, you're becoming one with, like, the animal. It is the most relaxing thing on the... Pl- like, some people, it's terrifying, I'm sure, but, like... When you get to do it, it's like, that's my therapy going to the barn, spending all day cleaning barn, doing stall stuff, riding. It's, it is just like, honestly, a weekly therapy that and mass, but like, that's what it is. People should do more outside activities instead of like staying on social media and get well back to being one well with nature where you can't think about anything else. So,
1: 100% agree. Yeah,
0: it's been, a, it's, it's been fun. I'm taking my daughter and my kids riding now too. So,
1: Yeah. (laughs) I love the, uh, the, the Northeast daughter that you have. Uh, and I, when I moved to Virginia, I very intentionally, well, obviously this is what happens. I'm a young man, moved to Virginia, the, the new England, New York, Jersey, that accent does not play well in Virginia. So I was like, uh, well, if I'm going to gain any type of popularity or ever have a girlfriend, Got to ditch the accent, so and you have to like retrain yourself how to say water, water. Yeah, there we go. Uh, and I'm so
0: I was doing really great, and then like cause I moved away for so long, and I just moved back three months, and I live now in South Philadelphia, where the accent is very, very oh, heavy. Yeah, and I,
1: thick. yeah.
0: It's coming back, and it's coming back with like a vengeance. And I can hear myself. And I'm like, oh, you're doing it again! Like. Practice. Uh, so if I talk to you more, maybe I'll like lose it again or something like that. But it's been bad. Daughter, like there was that skit that SNL did. It was like murder, daughter. Like it's very funny. I had to watch it and it was very Philly. And I made my mom watch it. I'm like, you say murder and daughter, just like that. Um, but yeah, the accent's
1: horrible. I'm, I'm, I'm I friendly. missed, I missed that skit. Now I'm curious. Murder yeah.
0: daughter. <laughs> Murder daughter. It was like based on some show and it's like really the Delco accent. They talk about like, she's like, stop eating a hoagie over the body. Like it's very funny.
1: <laughs> it's very, philly, very like, uh, I've seen people eat food over dead bodies. So right, yeah, the, the struggle is real. That's mm-hmm. our imitating life, I guess. Uh, so obviously people are wondering, I, I put up the, I try not to do clickbait guys. I try and actually say what we're going to be talking about. I think I've clickbaited like twice, like hard, like I know that this was clickbait. Uh, but I told you in the green room, I've been having all these conversations with dudes and like right now my men's Bible study or not mine, the Bible study that I'm, the men's study that I'm a part of, we're reading, um, it's good to be a man. One, it is good to be a man. It's also good to be a woman, and and you are a man or a woman if, if that's what you are, uh, not assigned, but if that's what you are. Well, there's um,
0: all the options in there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So I'm reading this, and we're talking about it a lot. We've got like our signal chat groups and stuff. But then I had a conversation with one guy, and had a conversation with another guy, and um, oh, and I've been reading. I've been reading the Masculine Journey, which you really got to go like old school this is like a book from the early 90s but now books are filled with nonsense like i can't read robin d'angelo's book about masculinity like it's um but he's like tearing into this woman on like a view style show because their premise they attacked him because he wrote a previous book about masculinity but he didn't actually define what it is to be a man or to be masculine so he's like that is a fair point. He totally ceded that to them on this View-style show years ago. And then he wrote The Masculine Journey and, and defines it and understanding the six stages of manhood is what he says. But so he's back on the show. He's talking to the same radical leftists. This was before we knew they were radical, just when they were trying to hide, the media was trying to hide that they were all leftist. Um, and this woman is like, well, really, men, all men have a... She literally says something like, all men have a tiny woman in them and they need to embrace that tiny woman and that femininity. And he just, she says it as a statement of fact. And he just said, how do you know that all men, 100% of men, is there any literature that you can point to, any studies, any peer reviewed, whatever? And no one had ever challenged this crazy woke woman. She was like woke before woke was in and just devastated her shredded her career. Um, yeah, but it, it made me start thinking about femininity.
0: I think I have something that might back up her point a little bit. Like, I was taught in, I guess, biology or something, and I don't remember. It was either in college or, or high school. I don't really remember. Probably college, because that's when I actually paid attention. But apparently, like, all brains start out, like, as a female brain, and then, like, some en- enzyme is released that rewires it to make it a male brain so like maybe she could have some legitimacy on that point i don't know if that's still true maybe i don't remember that that
1: that is true that's a true fact and it's actually the bible tells us that in genesis with the word um taken out of uh so when even when you look at dna female everything that it is to be female is taken out of man we know why because eve was taken out of Adam, but science is trying to figure out all these other alternative uh solutions so it it stands to reason yeah i know exactly what you're talking about but like for the female brain to exist it's almost like an evolution it was uniquely created but it was taken out of something which is you can argue that's an evolution uh but no yeah that's 100 true in in the development of male brain Uh, yeah it's
0: just interesting Mm -hmm. um yeah but there's been a lot of problems with um The notion of what it is to be a man, a woman, all of those things—not just like gender constructs now, but like apparently biology—that we thought was like (laughs) forever.
1: Like, there's biology still a thing? I thought they did away with that. It's
0: so crazy because it's like the like there's actual like scientific measures here, right? So the way that you consume alcohol and how it's metabolized in your body because of like the water ratio and things like that in your stomach. Like men metabolize alcohol like quickly and get rid of it through their body more quickly. That's why it's like, and it's, and it's easy. like women get, they can, a man and a woman can be the exact same body weight, but it will take less for a woman to get drunk at will for a man. And that's like, so you, these aren't like things that are just like made up. Like it's, it's true. And so now how can we say that like, oh, you are, a, you are a woman here. Okay. So now all of a sudden, just because you identify as a woman, now you can process alcohol differently. Like these people are Wildly ridiculous. Like there's, there's not just like your, your, um, you know, sexual reproductive organs or whatever, and and chromosomes. Like it's, it's everything. It's everything. Every cell inside your body is like male or female. Like it, it just is. I don't, I don't understand like how they and they call us the science niers, right? Like I don't understand how, <laughs> how we've gotten here. Like it, it's, it's wild to me. And it's like all under this guy's event. I'm telling you, they're doing it so that they can break down the idea of like the nuclear family and then implement their Marxist utopia. The so same thing over and over again. A
1: hundred percent. It's on their website. It, yeah. It's on their freaking website. World Economic Forum. They say they want to take over the world by 2030. Like pinky and brain style, like try to take over the world. And like one They're of the steps.
0: To. Yeah, They're one of the to. steps
1: is destroy the nuclear family.
0: I almost resigned to the fact anymore. Like I was black belt for No, it is a fight back. Let's do it. Like, I'm at this point, like, okay, it's gonna happen now. Like, how do we figure out like how to like get away on our own and like rebuild and do our own thing? That's where I'm at. Now I'm like totally black belt. It's bad.
1: Where I'm at is here. Now, YouTube, whoever else is listening, not a call to violence. Okay. Just like a dip into the history bucket. Uh, people say violence is off the table. Those people are what I call idiots. Violence is always on the table. Why? Because you know, the first murder was a brother killing his own brother because he was jealous. Violence has, is a part of the human condition. It's always been here and throughout the long arc of human history. If you idiots think that for the first time in the history of the world, we are going to conquer people's need for violence, okay? People have started wars to try and sleep with other men's wives. People have People have murdered entire families. Like, if you think violence is off the table, you're an idiot. So, with that in mind,
0: the definition of what it means to have a state and like is the monopoly of force. So, I mean, it's like there is violence. Like, that's what it is. They have a monopoly on the violence. So, yeah, that's off the table. That's the whole table. I don't like, I don't understand. Like, they have the monopoly on violence. And so, and they're wielding it against us, like the FBI and all this stuff
1: but yep. we totally', which, is, which has always happened that's <laughs> really? why that's why the founders, um if you remember back, and we were talking about the the old you know racist white people that fought for our freedom so we could be doing what we're doing today. Uh, they did all this, and afterwards they're having all these intense debates. And one of the debates was should there be a standing army? And it's because they were kind of smart, you know, and they had read, you know, the Republic and the Wealth of Nations and, and these kind of books, and they knew that it always devolves into a police or a military state because there's always a police or military force. And they were like, hey, we can be the military. We just proved it. We just said, hey, guys, get your guns. We'll we'll go and fight. And and yeah, guys, not not women and children. They said, hey. Biological men, kiss your wife goodbye and let's go and fight. Defeated the greatest fighting force and called into question: do we even need to have a military? Because this FBI bullcrap is always what happens. They always go around, they're taking Bannon, they're raiding Trump, they're taking Mike Lindell's cell phone and Cash Patel and all this other stuff. It's always what's happened. So such an invasion
0: of privacy. Like not everything on his cell phone is is admissible or even like should be part of the discovery process. Like, I'm sure he's got pictures of his kids or like, and and dating back, because now like everything's in the cloud and stuff, dating back years and years and years prior to anything that would have happened to like January 6th or anything that they're supposedly investigating. And like, now they have access to all that. They're looking through all that. Like, that's like certainly far past the scope of any warrant that they would have. So why do they keep getting access to this? Like, where's his due process and all that? That's, that's the thing that bothers me when they take the cell phones or they like take images of your phone or they're, take, they're seizing your electronic devices. It's like they have to go through all that stuff and it has to be cataloged. And it like, usually they get a data company to do it. And it's all like, you know, you get the image of the device stored somewhere else. Well, once it's out there, that's no longer like in your possession anymore. Now that we have everything like digitized, the fact that they can do that before they'd have to come through your house, like dig through your papers and then take what was relevant, I guess. Now they can just have everything you've ever had your entire life, your entire world, because you keep it all on a device. And there's, it, it, I think that's such a huge, um, you know, violation of your privacy rights. But who am I? It doesn't matter because they're going to do it anyway.
1: I, I'll i tell you my prediction. This is for the first time for the internet. So my prediction is this. I think this food crisis stuff is real. I think it's manufactured and intentional. And, uh, you know, we buy our food from a farm and even farmers, even like homestead or local, you know, CYS type deals, they're finding that they're not having the right amount of uh, food for their animals. You know, they're just in the sustainment business and they're so they're already realizing this winter or next they're gonna have to sell or slaughter animals that were not supposed to be sold or slaughtered. Um, and we we've already seen the destruction or how destructive it is to close down trains and trucking and all that kind of stuff. Uh, the random events happening with the food processing plant. So I think it's gonna go on like this. I think the government or whoever is intentionally creating a food crisis, there's going to be some Bernie Sanders, you know, pipe dream red lines. Like there were gasoline lines in the 70s. They're going to be bread lines. They're probably either going to precipitate a violent act or they're going to black flag it and they're going to, you know, they're going to Jesse Smollier it. And these these big mega Republicans are going to come commit violence and take all the food from one of the the food lines. And then the government is going to say that we need to, because we've got to feed people and because it's got to be done safely, we need to temporarily suspend the Second Amendment. And about 80% of gun owners are going to fold like wussies. I was thinking of another word. They're going to fold like wussies, and then it's going to devolve into a complete full scale violence from coast to coast, border to border. That's what I think. Not calling for it. But that's the only thing that's ever happened in the history of the world. And I don't think that we're special. I think we're normal. So I think we're going to have a normal history experience like everyone else did.
0: And because of like the gas and the petroleum like crisis that we're having too, like we're, they're short on fertilizer for like crops and things like that. Like it's, it's, it's really getting crazy. Like the whole thing's crazy. I'm telling you, like everybody should just run away to Montana, but really. They'll come there, they'll come after us there too.
1: I think we're doomed. Well, people are dumb, people think that there's someone that's going to save them or something is better in another place. There's no piece of real estate like the United States. Our land is the most fertile, and we're one of the most sustainable countries on earth. We're outsourcing stuff because of you know Biden crime family and the deals that they have with uh people like that's what Ukraine is about, and all this other nonsense. If it, if it falls to crap here, there is no you know, knight in shining armor that comes and brings bananas and and steak over with them. That's
0: if anything, they're going to be like jumping for joy at our demise because we've been, you know, the number one country forever. They're just going to be so happy and they're going to make it worse on us. I think. Plus, we don't have any. We don't produce anything here. Like I always say, didn't we learn anything from the Civil War? Whoever has the means of production wins the war, right? We don't even produce our own generic antibi- antibiotics. Not not at all. Right, like, so they can like, you know, stick uh, any type of virus they want or bacteria even on us, and then cut off our supply chain of medicine. We're screwed. We're we're definitely screwed. This is why we're screwed for semiconductors too. Right, we used to produce oh, yeah. steel. We used to produce steel. Byproduct of steel is neon. Right, we stopped producing steel. Sent all of it overseas. Now the two main places that make neon: Taiwan and Ukraine. Fun. Right, we need these semiconductors for national security reasons, and uh, everybody's like, "Oh, we don't want to do that over here. We're a service industry." Saying like, "No, we need to bring back these type of manufacturing jobs. We need to make American U.S. steel again." Like, I don't understand why people like don't realize this. They don't care. They're just like, "I'll let somebody else do it." No, bring back protectionism. Like, everything needs to be made here so that we can be independent. Like, literally independent.
1: Well, we're not being selfish. Uh, on the other side of protectionism is harm reduction. We're just harm reductionists. For us to make stuff at home, it causes less violence and harm in the world, which is something, you know, Ben Carson's been saying this for years. Uh, but we we are screwing it up majorly, like this country. And it goes, it comes back to the the feminism stuff. It comes back to the, you know, good men make good times, Times make weak or strong men make good times, good times make weak men, weak men make bad times. Uh it doesn't get weaker than the men we have now. The men we have now wear dresses and have breasts. It doesn't get weaker than that. I so will I say that for I believe
0: mostly women's fault, but men let it happen, right? So <laughs> so women see at,
1: as a guy, I can't say <laughs> this is women's fault. It is women's
0: fault. We coddle our sons, right? Um, women like women have been, women are easily manipulated and, and led. I'm sorry that they are. If you look at even like the QAnon people, right? Like the the hardcore Q people, it's all like like the, cra- I'm not talking about the regular, like whatever. The crazy, crazy, crazy people. It's all like 50 year old women. They're the type of women that were like, you know, um, if you don't send us an email to 50 of your friends, you're going to no. die. In five days. Like, you remember those changes? <laughs> yeah. the people that send them around, like men are not sending them around, right? It's like women. Women are easily led. God made man first, woman second. God men are supposed to love and cherish and protect women and lead them. And so what happened was it got all messed up. Men were like, oh, like women got annoying, I guess. They kept meh, meh, meh. men let it happen. And then they ran roughshod all over men. And they they burned their brows and they're marching in the street and they're like, oh, we just don't want to hear Naggy women. Like men will do anything for peace at home. Anything right so if if they're getting nagged and nagged and nagged by the wife, they're like just leave me alone i want to go on my study and smoke a pipe and read a book right she got go do your feminist thing that's what happened and then women totally like ruined it for themselves like they ruined it for themselves like they have all these women that are like oh i'm a boss babe right no you are a slave to your employer rather than being like you know a loving nurturing mother and wife and and devoting all your time and your service to your family. Like, wouldn't you rather give all those hours and all that hard work and all that energy to the people that are going to be with you your entire life? Like, the people that are going to be there on your deathbed? Like, give your energy and resources to them. Go let the man be out there. I actually just got a post taken down on Instagram. It was like, me, this girl, Isabella Riley, two other women that were very political. Like, one works in the (laughs) GOP in Texas.
1: Isabella's best. Uh, yeah. sometimes i'm surprised that they thing- stay
0: <laughs> me too but so i'm also like we're all standing there and i was like it was something about like needing a longer t- i forget what it was we had a big height difference i don't remember what the exact picture was but at the bottom i wrote p.s um women shouldn't be in politics like clearly it's a joke i'm like a vice president of a political company i just left the hill that i was at for 12 years like right like Isabel is in politics. The other two girls were in politics. Instagram took it down as hate speech. Literally hate speech. It was a joke. Um, oh, it was kind of a joke because I kind of think that women shouldn't be in politics. And you know, we have all these new claims out, even on the Republican side. It's going on in Texas. Like one of the big families in Texas, this guy was going around like sexually harassing young staffers, and blah 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 blah. Women shouldn't be put in that position. Let men go out and do those men things. Women should be staying home. They should be. Loved and adored. And this is, I'm not saying this because I don't love women. I'm saying this because I love women, right? Because I think that we should be taken care of and honored and respected and loved. I don't want, I'm a really tough girl, but that's because I was forced to be. I don't want to be this girl. Like, I don't want to be out, like, having to work all, all hours of the night and then, like, rushing around and not feeling like I can give enough energy to my kid because I had to invest so much time at work so that I can, like, keep the lights on. We did this to our society, and women think that it's like better to do that than to like, you know, hold their kids at night and and wake up with them in the morning and do their homework with them. It's it's wild to me. I, I just don't understand. But it's definitely women's fault. So and let it happen
1: in that idea. Because I I say something very similar. You said like women should be loved, adored, protected, taken care of. Uh, I've always said, and so my wife, she. She kind of does it all. She has a degree we met in college. Um she stays home. She homeschools our kids. She also runs a business from home because she's just like, "I'm that awesome." Uh, so she does that it it's I couldn't do it. Well, I probably could, but I probably can't. I can't do the child nurturing the way that she does it because she's a woman, and I'm a man. Uh, but i we always talk about it this way. we we're christians we we do the biblical model in our house where, you know, I ultimately, I get to decide. Uh, a lot of times I end up listening to my wife because it, you know, the reason to the root of it, it makes sense to me. I think it's just, I think, you know, it, it's not like, oh, we do what I want because I'm the man. But the burden of leadership, when you said, uh, it reminded me when you said, you know, they need to be loved and adored and, and cared for. I talk about the burden of leadership. I think that God designed it this way. I don't know, but I think that God designed it this way. Usually, men are physically tougher, larger. the the bones, the muscles, the tendons, even down to the microscopic level, they're sure. tougher. They're you know, they, uh, they we'll don't draw. make them like they used to, kind of thing. I yeah. think that the burden of leadership comes on the man because he's physically designed to take failure, to take the stress. and it's inappropriate to put that weight on a woman. <laughs> And that's not condescending at all, that I think it's inappropriate for, you know, the guy kicks open the the door. I think it's inappropriate for me to stand in front of the children and tell my wife to go take care of the bad guy. That's out of respect and love for women. Like, that's what I think that people
0: are missing. Like, that's, you know, it's not out of like- Not, Not
1: that she can't do it, but you respect and love her enough that you don't want her to have to do it.
0: And like, it takes a lot of mental um, fortitude, right? Like it takes a lot of of mental toughness to take care of a home, to be exhausted all the time, to be up all hours of the night feeding your baby. Like it takes strength. Nobody's saying that women are weak or they're not smart enough or they're not capable. They're all of those things, but they should be, they should be led. And like, and it takes a man to do it. And We're seeing all these problems with like, low T men and like men addicted to porn and, you know, swiping and cheating and like doing all the like horrible things, you're, you're, people are like, oh, women are cheaters. I've been hearing this in like Twitter space all the time. So like, the women are not, well, I don't know one woman who was just like, I just want to casually date and have lots of sex. Like I, even though I'm on the right, like I know pre- plenty of like lefty women, they don't want that either. My brother's wife, he married a lefty. I don't know why, but um and she, then, like he,
1: whispers into the mic.
0: But she she was like, Oh, I'm an I'm an independent woman, blah, 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 blah. He marries her. They have they she gets pregnant. They have their first baby. She doesn't want to go back to work. She wants to stay home with her baby all the time. And she's still marching around talking about her, you know, independence and she doesn't really want to take his last name or whatever. Oh, okay, but you'll let him go out and work and you'll do, you don't have to work. You just want to. They have to take care of your family like you're embracing the female gender role that you're supposed to because it's biological to you, even though it's, you know, opposite of everything that you say. Like they, they're constantly contradicting themselves over and over and over again. It's not good for women to be out in the workforce like that. We we real now. I mean, of course, our society's like dependent on a two household income if you really want to like, you know, live decently. But. um. But there's ways to make it work. And I don't think that, and I don't think it's radical of me or anti woman of me to saying that, like, I don't think that women should be in the workplace. And like I was saying about the sexual, like, men shouldn't put women in an opportunity to be sexually harassed in the workplace, right? Like, that shouldn't happen. Um, if we want that stuff to stop, have women stay home. I don't see, I don't see the problem there. <laughs>
1: yeah. You know- I completely agree. I was watching. I don't agree with any of their politics at all, but I think it's healthy to watch stuff on the left or whatever. And uh, one of the guys, um, the guy, I think his name was Shane in The Walking Dead. He has a podcast and he's a radical lefty and he... uh, No, he's not a radical lefty. He's on the left. He interviews a bunch of radical lefties. Um, And they were talking about working conditions and the harassment and stuff on set. Um, and, uh, the woman who plays Rick's wife was recounting a story where she said the walking dead was one of the first safe environments that I worked at. And it's funny because she's outlining why it was safe because there were men on the set Shane's character, one of them that would intercede on her behalf and say, Hey, I don't care if she's okay with it. This is wrong. It's not going to happen in my presence and I better not ever hear about it. That is what a man is supposed to be, you know, that the Lord intercesses on our behalf and goes before us with our enemy's head and his hands, which is kind of graphic, but it is what it is. Lord's a warrior and gets down like that. A man is supposed to be that for a woman, not because she can't. Can my wife eliminate any threat that comes, you know, and darkens our doorstep? Yeah, with ease, because she uses firearms. Should she have to? No. No. And that doesn't make me a chauvinist bigot. It means, like, the trauma of having to take a life, I would rather carry that than have a woman carry it. Sorry. I Sorry, pregnant me. fighter pilots out there.
0: But they're trying to, like, erase everything. So what's crazy about, like, the feminist thing is, like, it's almost trying, like, at first, I think that the feminist movement was like, oh, we're equal, we're great, we are just as good as you and we're just as good as men and blah, blah, blah. But now it's like they're trying to completely like neuter us. They're taking away everything that it is to make, that makes a woman special. So uh, there was a just, a, I was, I went like crazy on Twitter the other day. This I saw this one tweet from this like New York Times reporter or something where she said that the maternal instinct was just a, um, uh, like a, um, I don't know, was made up by the patriarchy to force women into, like, staying home. And I was like, have you ever watched a Discovery Channel? Like, all animals, right? Like, like there is, especially mammals, right? Like, they take care of their young. Like, it, it is a thing. A maternal instinct is real. And and she was like, you know, it's just, like, it men can help too. And yeah, I'm not saying that some men are not more compassionate than other men. And I'm not saying that some women you know, struggle with their maternal instincts. I'm not saying any of that, but like the fact of the matter is women have maternal instincts. Not only that, like your body, I don't know if most people know this, but like when you have children, your body sinks to your child. I mean, I remember being asleep and I would, my body would just wake up like because it was time to feed the baby and I, the baby would still be asleep. And a second later, not like a second or two seconds, the baby would wake up and cry. We were so in sync on like when feeding time was like, that's something that a man will never, ever, ever have. Like when the baby gets sick, our milk production changes, right? It, it, the Our body knows when, um, you know, like the baby's sick or what nutrients it needs or what chemical makeup our, our uh, milk should have to like make sure that this baby is protected. And- like for women to deny that that has happened like that that we have a maternal instinct or there's something special about being a mother is such an affront to women i don't know why like the feminist like the true feminist aren't on board with saying, what is going on here? Like, this is a problem and you are taking away everything that is wonderful and special about being a woman. Like, if anybody is attacking women, it's radical feminists. That's who's really attacking women. It's not this far right. It's not the authoritarianisms. It's not what they think will make us handmaidens. No, the people that are the biggest threat to women are other women that are radical feminists. They are are the biggest threat to us.
1: It's funny. I'm hearing more and more from women, uh, exactly what you said. Like they're these crazy women. Don't listen to them. They're they're not with us. We're, we're, they're not for us. They're not representing our interest. Uh, I definitely they're not agree.
0: Their own interests. It's usually like I'm not. I'm gonna say this. Like and and I'm I'm sorry if it offends people, but it's usually overweight or ugly or unattractive women. Right. And they feel bad about themselves and they want so much to be validated that they say these crazy things and they they push, 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 so that the the whole, you know, Twitter spear or or liberal media or whatever, jumps on and gives them attention and the validation that they need because they can't get it any other way. Maybe they're socially awkward. Maybe they're unattractive. I don't know. But it's always like these demented
1: people. Oh, 100%. They're They're trying to do two things. They're trying to normalize this ridiculousness. If you're trying to normalize something that tells you it's not normal, so just stop. And they're trying to create disorder out of order. The universe is an ordered universe. You know, the great philosophers, they weren't Christians, but they said there seems to be an order to the universe. And they were right because it was created by, you know, by an individual creator. Um, But they're trying to take that ordered creation and create disorder. And, you know, fat and unhealthy is beautiful and all this nonsense. And it's like, quit trying to make yourself feel better with these pursuits, you know, there's a way that seems right to to a man, but in the end leads to death. Like, I need people in my life to say, hey, you're heading down the wrong path. Hey, you're gaining too much weight. Hey, you're living an unhealthy lifestyle or you're doing these things that's not going to serve you well. And I'm going to pay the price with my health and my family's going to pay the price. And they're just trying to rationalize these fringe behaviors.
0: I think that that is actually a, a like you know I, like I said earlier it's all done under the guise of empathy but it's actually kinder and more empathetic to tell people the truth so that they can get their life together and get on the right road like and I always use this example like for the transgender example but you know a, a transgender person let's say it's um, uh, a female and she looks in the mirror. And what she sees back is a male, right? So she cuts mm-hmm. her breast off or does whatever. And we are saying, like, no, that's not um, a mental disorder. That's her, like, her preference. Like, that's her gender. Let's make her feel more comfortable. But if you have a girl that looks in the mirror and she's thin and she, what she sees back is, like, a, a, a 500-pound woman, she's anorexic. We're not handing her diet pills to... We're not handing her diet pills to kill herself, right? Because that's what will happen over time. We're not doing that. It's okay to say to that girl, you know, you, you need some mental help or whatever. It is actually more helpful if we tell these people and it's kinder to them, this is not normal. You need some mental help than it is to like indulge their delusions. That is kindness. That is love. That is empathy. That is all the things that they accuse us of not having. And it's really getting tiresome. Like they are, they're changing language around so much that, you know, these wor- like basic words like kindness and empathy and all, all these things, they have been corrupted too. And people don't even realize like every day. Like people are Yeah,
1: clarity is kindness, not yes. not skirting around the issue saying, Hey, that's bad for you. That's gonna wreck your life. That's gonna stop, wreck your stop emotional health. Food in your
0: mouth. Stop doing it. Stop putting food in your mouth. I, I know I'm gaining weight and getting older. Stop putting food in your mouth. I do it every day. Stop. Yes, I'm hungry. Do I do I really need to go snack on, you know, another bagel and cream cheese? Probably not. So guess what? I'm not gonna put it in my mouth. It's not that hard.
1: I my wife made these huge cookies last night. And uh I too am getting older and experiencing a different phenomenon with my body doing stuff that I don't want it to, like gain weight. And uh so I when I'm at my healthiest, I'm intermittent fasting. I have other health issues and inflammation stuff all over the place. Uh, so intermittent fasting is really good for me. It, it it helps my inflammation response. It helps with, you know, uh, I, I'm, I don't know if we've ever talked about this, but I basically, I wanted to be in the army for 20 years. I served for 11. I got medically separated. So I've got army body. It sucks. Uh, but man, it was so hard to turn those cookies down because they were ready at like, my eating window is supposed to be like, 1 p.m. to, like, 8 p.m. And she made these cookies at, like, 10. And they were, like, the size of my face. And I and then she had to go up and take care of the baby. So I'm, like, packaging the cookies. So I'm taking them off of the baking pan and, like, putting them away. You're like, oh, my God, uh, it's I so bad. I know. I'm going to have one of those cookies today at, at like, 3 o'clock.
0: I have. I've been having a new problem where, like, I have like that edible cookie dough, which I'm probably filled with like soy oil and like all the things that I actually don't want to put my butter. I will give myself one every night. I don't know why I've been on like this cookie dough kick for for like a month or so now, and I'm like, this is this isn't really helping my situation at all. But like, that's the thing. It takes discipline, and you know they say, and I know this is like I'm, now they're gonna like clip me saying like Lisa's comparing humans to dogs or whatever, but it's kind of true. Like. With with dogs, right, it's like, lot, like, you know, you give discipline, love, and like in that order and exercise, right? Like that's what they say for like how you, you know, have a healthy dog. Like discipline first, love second, exercise. But like, it, it's the same thing. We see all these kids like going around and fighting in schools and the same thing. It's the same order, right? Because you can fill a kid with as much love as you possibly can. But if you don't give them that discipline, they will go... They will run rough shot like, and, and they will be wild and they will, you know, ruin their own lives. I mean, I, I was just saying to you, you're talking about your kids playing in the yard, like kids five and under, like it, they're like almost seem like they're on a mission to kill themselves every day, like jumping off things and like, you know, running down hills, like full speed. And then there's like poles at the end that they run and bang their heads on. Like it, it's nonstop. Like you can fill them with as much love as possible, but if you don't give them that discipline if you don't give them the discipline that they need, they will turn to like their friends or, you know, not friends, but like, you know, people that you don't want them to hang out. With. I'm not saying it's all the cases, but there people are so afraid. It, it to, goes
1: back to the indoctrination. You'll be indoctrinated period by something. Yeah. Culture, public school, your heathen friends or your, your family where it's supposed to be happening. Just, the- it's
0: just as important as love is for children is my point. Like, And I think that women, because, you know, men have stepped aside and women have taken over. And like I said, they coddled their sons. It's all about the self and pleasure. And like, are you okay, honey? Like we're over nurturing them. And like, we need to bring back strong men with a big, you know, disruptive voice. Like they're like, hey, you can't do that. Like kids Get up! They get scared. They pay attention. Men is more physically assuming than than a woman is, and you need both in the household. You need the nurturing mother and the very uh, like authoritarian disciplinarian in the house, and that's the role that men should be. Respect your mother. Don't speak back to your mother. My kids would never think about speaking back to me, especially if my husband was in the room. Right, like he he would like chase him up the stairs. So. You know, women. Like I said, we were going back to women have like ruined everything. They have. They're they're saying we don't need men. Um, men aren't important. Toxic masculinity is bad, and that is why we are seeing the world that we're seeing today. That's why we're seeing kids that are almost getting killed in bathrooms. That's why we're seeing most of the crime rate. What they don't want to talk about, like in Philly, crimes up seven hundred percent. But the majority of the crime that's being committed here is is between ages fifteen to um, seventeen. Like they're they're the majority of the people that are committing the crimes and. And women need to realize this. Take a step back. Let men back in their life. Let men open the door for you. Let men be in control. And, and they won't do
1: it. Oh, opening the door is such a risk. Like, I I do it. My, my wife never opens a car door, like, if I'm there. And people will, like, scoff that have nothing to do with it. Like, like you're over here. You're over there. Like, are you serious? Like, why do you even care about what I'm doing for her right now?
0: Congressman Randy Weber is like the ultimate of this. He absolutely adores his wife, but he will not like if she opens. He will. He gets very upset if she opens her own car door. He walks around, opens it for her every time. Every time they get in the car, not once, not one time have I ever seen him get into the car before her or not open her door for her
1: ever. Yeah, and of ever, course ever. he knows that she can open the door. Of course, of course. she can. It's, it's just a, show a little nervous.
0: Yeah. It's a show of respect. And why don't we want that respect? I remember I was pregnant on um on a um like a train line and I'm standing there really big and pregnant or whatever. And this guy said, like it wasn't me. I was sitting down, the other lady was big and pregnant, and I was going for spectrum. That's what this one was. And he said, Hey ma'am, do you want to see? And she's like, No, why would I want to see? Like lady, I know what it's like to be that big and pregnant. You want to sit down. Like I know you do. This is not like a feminine masculine (laughs) thing. He's being nice to you. And I apologized to him for her. Like I said, I'm sorry. We're not all like that. Please don't stop offering your seat up to pregnant women. But like now you see all these women like standing on like the train and like they're big and pregnant. You know, they want to sit down, especially like on the subways and men think that they're, The women are going to be like, oh, no, I don't need it. So they don't bother anymore or they don't have respect for women anymore. So now these like big old pregnant women who really need to sit down with their swollen ankles, don't get that anymore. Like women, you if you're watching, you ruin it for yourself. Like it's your fault. It's your fault. Like that's whose fault it is. Now, like I said, men let it happen, but it's your fault.
1: It's such a (laughs) self-defeating argument. I don't know if you ever thought about this, but on the one hand, the same radicals are like, it's so important that we see people that all these immutable characteristics about us, the fact that I'm a uh, woman or black or Asian or from this place or that place, we need to see that represented here because that's the only way that it can happen. We, uh, A black person needs to see a black CEO to know that they can do it. And then they turn around in the same breath and say that a woman can create a man, that that it's mom's responsibility, that it's my wife's responsibility to show my two sons what it is to be a man. And somewhere it flips, where it needs to be someone who's just like us, who they have all the same immutable characteristics showing us the way, showing us it can be done, except for in the home, it's actually, uh, you know, it's all girl dad and boy mom or whatever. And it's like, no, that my wife is teaching my girls things about being a godly woman that I cannot because I'm not a godly woman. I'm a man.
0: Imagine that. Like
1: what? It's, you know, like we, we have our girls where when they, when they have short dresses, they wear shorts under their dresses. And like my, my wife is showing them how to sit like a lady. Like, I guess I could try and figure it out. Like, but no, I don't behave like that because I'm a dude. And that's okay. That's why we're reading the book. It's good to be a man.
0: It is good to be a man. It is, you know, this is the other thing too. Like, so my uh, husband signed my daughter up for Girl Scouts, like like this past <laughs> Monday. And and he came home and he said, oh, by the way, tonight's Olivia's first night at uh, Girl Scouts. And I was like, Jingle Girl Scouts, what are you talking about, right? Like, I'm like, absolutely not. And he's like, what's wrong with the Girl Scouts, right? And and she goes to a Christian classical school, like, and they're very, like, biblical and and all the things. And, like, you, they don't, they're not, like, it's not like a lefty school by any stretch of the imagination. But two of the other girls were going, and my daughter's always wanted to go camping, and she loves being outside, and so she was really pumped for this. So I called her up, and I was like, you're not going to the Girl Scouts, I'm sorry. And she was like, why not? And I was like, because they don't, and now I can't believe I have to have these conversations with my Eight-year-old, but I also won't lie to my eight-year-old. I'm like because they don't have the same values that we have. Like they support things like you know, Planned Parenthood, and um, you know the pronoun thing, and you know. And now my eight-year-old now has to know all of those crazy things. But so I say to so I so I write an email back and I'm saying sorry. Like we discuss this as a family. Olivia Barbonis won't be attending because you know um, we our values don't align with the Girl Scouts, right? And like other parents in the school now who are supposed to be these christian people were like oh, "Like, what do you mean like it's this one troop isn't like that like they're <laughs> they're a mix of conservatives and liberals and like we can all get along and if they don't like you know teach anything that's contradicting to christian values then i don't see a problem with it maybe you should just give them a chance i was like no it's people like you that are the problem you weak man right like I pulled up the, the troop leader's thing and it said her religion was sociology. Her politics was that she was a um, Democrat socialist, right? She's got tattoos, the hair, the SSRI look in her eyes where she's like not there. You know what I mean? Oh,
1: yeah. Like,
0: and and I was like, I uh, I don't care what you guys think, but like I will never be able to like go to my God and be like, you know, just because my daughter wants to have a good time with her friends, like I gave my money to an uh, um an organization that supported all this like craziness and like killing babies and all those things. Like, no, absolutely not. And I, and I said that to the parents now, my, you know, my husband's like, I oh, wish you wouldn't like you're going to make things uncomfortable, but it's not, it's like, it's weak men that like that. Right. And it was the man that came to me. It wasn't like the other mom. It was the man. He's like, maybe you should give them a chance because like, you know, you know, this woman seems very nice. <laughs> so like No, you men are crazy. You don't pay attention. You need to Step up and say no. My daughter's not going to that. Even,
1: even if they do pay attention, cowardice has plagued the nation's men, and they're not going to do the courageous thing. Even if it's as simple as saying no, I'm not going to do that. My family's not going to do that.
0: And and they're and these these are righteous men. Like this man, I mean, his kids are actually like more disciplined and go and go to church more than my kids do. And like he's a really godly man. I'm like. How are you going to, how do you reconcile this? Like you are the man, go be the man right now. It's affecting everyone. It's like, it's like wild because everybody doesn't want to like step on anybody's toes. There is such a thing as righteous anger and we need to implement it more. Like,
1: I'm sorry, like. Step step on the toes, yeah. And you don't even need the Girl Scout cookies anymore. Aldi sells like knockoff Girl Scout cookies. It's the most amazing thing in the world.
0: I, I just like, it's just disgusting to me. I'm like, I just, but it's like this over and over again. And then I feel like I'm um, the confrontational one. And here I am. Here's this aggressive confrontational one. I like, know our family's not doing that. But like my husband, that the man, put me in that position where I had to do that for my family. Men, take leadership and stop putting us in these crazy positions. That's
1: it. I'm so, I'm so sick of it. It's the same thing with the Boy Scouts. Um, I'm sorry. The Scouts. Wow. Um, uh, we, we were at the nursery the other day because we were bored and we were like, oh, let's go to the nursery and walk around and see the plant, uh, the plant nursery. Um, and you know, just be around some plants and see what this is all about. So we go to this big, huge, uh, nursery that's down the road from us and the Boy Scouts were out there, or I got to stop saying the Boy Scouts, the Scouts, the Scouts formerly known as Boy Scouts were out there, uh, selling their popcorn and doing their thing. And, you know, I, I just had to be like, no, we're just not interested at all because of that, because of what this organization stands for. And it's not, of course, the it's Den mothers now. So um the the it wasn't a scoutmaster. I think she was just a troop leader, was a woman. Uh and it's just like, no. No. Sorry.
0: But we, just, we have to be able to say these things out loud. And like I know a lot of conservatives like are they're they're non-confrontational too, right? Like they don't wanna be the problem in the community. They don't want to be the problem in the school. They don't, but if we don't actually get some courage in in any of us and like start speaking up, and especially the men, like it's like people will get mouthy back at I me. Mean, they won't get mouthy back at my husband. They'll be like, oh, he's a six-five dude, and like I'm not gonna like say anything to him. The men really need to stop letting these crazy radical women. Take over your, your family life, your church life, your school life, your community life, your police, everything. Like, women are ruining everything. Like, and I'm saying that because I, I do think that women are ruining everything. And it's because they have no leadership for men and men let it happen. And they need to come back and like set women straight because if not, like women are going crazy right now. They're going crazy.
1: I say it all the time. It's a very unpopular opinion, but I don't care. It goes back to the, everyone knows Daniel chapter five, lying down, really awesome story. But Daniel chapter three is the best picture of true courage and integrity, uh, which is not doing the right thing when no one's looking. You know, the king says, you know, listen to my pop song and bow down and worship this golden statue. And everyone does, everyone. like, Like mask wearing or like whatever, thing you want to liken it to and three dudes said no no we're not going to do that so doing the right thing when it's wildly unpopular and all eyes are on you you know you're going to be found out you know everyone's going to see like lisa didn't you you didn't want to go and talk to these crazy women about why girl scouts are bad no like it's it you it's a it's a compulsion you you have to um you have to say, do the right thing when it's wildly unpopular. And that's why I do think, yeah, men let it happen. And women are getting railroaded by these radical, crazy women. And it's because no one wants to do the right thing, which is wildly unpopular. You can't say that to her.
0: Oh, um, hey, like, this, this isn't like your- Our moms are like, not really, like we went to back to school night and they're like, oh, hi, Lisa. Usually they're like, hey, can our kids have a play date? And now they're like, right. But- I, I don't care. I don't care if you like me. I don't care if you don't like me. I'm not, I, I don't need you to like me enough to where I'm going to send my kid to have her brain manipulated. Like, I'm not doing that. And and nobody should. We Everybody should get a little more courage. That's why I don't like the an, an anonymous Twitter. Like, the more that you speak out, the more courage you give other people to. Um, yeah. you're, it's not like this lone person out there going rogue. That's why even in Philly, I put my signs in the window, right? You have to take it. If you take a stand, it will encourage other people to take a stand and then they won't feel so alone and it will spread and we will not be run over by these wild leftists. I know so many women who are like middle of the road or they don't really care about politics because they're too busy running like the everyday in and out of their lives. And they don't really, they don't buy into all this stuff, but they don't want to cause any trouble. They don't want to cause any trouble. They don't wanna, you know, not have anybody to talk to at their kids' soccer game. Well, you have to. Or they're gonna ruin your children. And I think that everybody needs to like start being a little more vocal, like stop being anonymous, stop keeping your opinions to yourself, start speaking them out loud because it's your duty and obligation.
1: It feels good. Like once you put on you embrace the thug life meme, like this is you, it feels good. Like I I like it, like and I go hard. I've been going hard at this for like years. And I'll give this little example. Uh, I've never told the story on the internet, but because uh, you know it's people's details and stuff. You're but always you can think, telling
0: first stories on the internet with me, like that. The uh, yeah.
1: And it's also I'm I'm feeling, you know, we're at a place in our family relationship, and so much has come out that the, the internet can hear this now. I drive for Hours all the way from New Jersey to North Carolina to ask my future father in law if I could marry his daughter. Uh, now the values all align. This is culturally and and big, biblically responsible. This is a Christian family. They they do uh, they do the Christian model. Just as Christ is the uh, man is the head of the family, like Christ is the head of the church. Um. So this is right and proper for me to do this, okay? Either it's nostalgic, like, uh, you know, I want a White House with Blue Shutter style, or it's like, this is biblically responsible. So I go ask him, and he is, like, elated. He's like, yeah, this is great. Uh, the matriarch of the family uh, says no. She has all of these conditions, all of this uh, stuff. She said some really hurtful stuff that I'm not going to put that out here on the internet um, and that- I gotta tell you, as a young man, I was just like, uh, well, here's the deal. I asked the man of the family, and uh, his opinion is the only one that matters. And you don't have an opinion unless you have a penis. Uh, and I put my thug glasses on and I left and I proposed very soon after that. And Good we've been you. married for almost 11 years, we have four wonderful children, and uh, yeah, it, it was. I was, I was blown away because he was instantly like, this is great. So I don't and know how I she's going
0: to mess. You clearly are showing devotion to my daughter by driving all this way and doing the right thing for her in her honor. Yeah. I, I,
1: oh, well, instantly he was like, I don't know how she's going to feel about this. And I'm like, kind of like, what, you know, I took him out we had coffee and stuff. It takes guys, you do this. Okay. It takes a lot of courage you know, the proposal is the easy part for me. But going to ask someone's dad, like, that's tough.
0: You are so weak. That's my point about men being weak, though. Like, you know, like that man could have, and, and it's, a you know, good for him that he didn't. But, like, a lot of men just don't want conflict in the house so much because, like, that's your home supposed to be your sanctuary, you know, that they will... They, they will do anything to appease their wives, right? Like I just as long as that they don't have to hear them nag and like women are women are, and men are different, and so I could just see that playing out. Like oh okay, well like I like you, but like like let's see what the wife says because if I if she finds out I said yes without talking to her first, like no men, you just need to say yes and stick to it, and then tell her to stop nagging you and leave you alone. Like that's how it should be. Like I, there there should be no. I don't know. Women ruin a lot of stuff. I'm I really, I don't I, I only have like two girlfriends. We can clearly see why. Like I just, I'm not. I'm well, not hey, man.
1: you sugar mamas out there that are complaining um, or uh, what the old song Scrubs or like you created that. You created this video game playing, no job having, air quotes, man, and you have to go out there and you're a nurse or a doctor or a lawyer or whatever making all this money and you have this child that is at your husband. It's your fault. It's your fault. It's you it's created fault. that. But you guys let it happen. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you're, we you're, can talk you're, about
0: conflict in your house. You need to like man up little and put your foot down once in a while. <laughs> am... We
1: can talk about this forever. I'm ten minutes late to my locals live. So if you guys are still over here watching, then you know that I'm not over there. And uh, if you want to get down with locals live, you got to go to thejimmobleyshow. slash locals. And like we were talking about in the green room, yes, it's another social media platform. It's something else to keep up with. But it's great because it competes with Patreon. Because Patreon, they're a bunch of woke a-holes over there. Uh, And they'll cancel you just like PayPal and B of A will close your bank account and all that stuff. I don't feel like dealing with that. So my paid subscriber community is called Locals. Thank you, Dave Rubin, for that. Uh, So now I'm 11 minutes late. And that's okay because you guys are still over here watching this. Uh, but tell people where they can keep up with you and uh, on your social and all that jazz. Yeah, I
0: guess I've been just uh, being annoying on um, Twitter lately. It's <laughs> at, at Lisa Elizabeth, um, probably-
1: <laughs> it's not annoying. It's a. It's a. It. She's got a, a spicy Twitter feed. Not as spicy as uh, <laughs> Isabella's.
0: No, uh, I don't even but... tweet that much. I've been doing Twitter spaces. Like, I get bored and at night, and like me and Nuance Bro are doing Twitter spaces all the time at night. Just Nuance
1: just... Bro gets into the we craziest. I don't know how
0: anymore. But yeah, so, you know, hop over, see us there, come say hi. We're in Twitter spaces doing that stuff all the time just because it's fun. So, but thank you for having me on. I love you. You know, I love you, and I love being on all the time. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it.
1: Of course. Guys, that's the show. That's all we got. I'll see you next Tuesday. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. And I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Joe Mobley Show. Remember to subscribe and make sure you don't miss out on future content. You can always show your support by leaving a review or making a financial contribution by going to thejoemobleyshow.com and hitting support the show. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. If that was the first prayer you've ever prayed, I hope it won't be the last. Until next time, this is The Joe Mobley Show.